This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 395 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Auditor Dawn Deems and the Old Chatham Hunt Club. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are the Clarion Lexington, Dr. Rose's Remedies, and Uncle Jimmy's Hanging Balls. Auditor Don Deems joins us as the listener of the week, and our monthly look at fox hunting features Cheryl Rings with the Old Chatham Hounds. Listen in. Welcome to the Stable School, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. We bring you the news through hell or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop, cause it's time again for Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. This is Glenda Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, Helena, we're going to get right to business this week. We got a lot to talk about. We got a couple listeners coming up, continuing our year of the listener here and getting to know everybody. It's so much fun. But first, I want to mention, as this show is coming out, I am in Lexington, Kentucky at Road to the Horse. Uh, Road to the Horse, along with horselovers.com, is pleased to announce its live coverage of Road to the Horse for all three days of the Premier Colt Starting Competition. So Friday, March 18th, we start at 9 a.m. with a 90-minute show. Saturday at 9 a.m. with a 90-minute show. And then from 11 to 3.30 on Sunday with the first uh, live coverage of the final day of the competition. I'll be there with Mary Kitzmiller, two-time competitor of Road to the Horse. And we're going to have all, all kinds of fun uh, names joining us all during that Sunday show. And, and you're going to recognize some of those clinician names that'll be joining us to help provide the coverage. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll also be putting out as a podcast under the Horses in the Morning podcast then. So go to horsesinthemorning.com and click on the Listen Live button if you want to join us or or go to horsesinthemorning.com uh, and, and you can find the recorded versions there on our app or iTunes or anywhere else where you'll find Horses in the Morning. It, we This uh, coverage is brought to you with the support of horselovers.com, Cashel Products, A Little Pet Vet, Horseware, and the Clarion Hotel Lexington. Plus, if you're around Friday night, that's this Friday night, the 18th at 7 p.m., we're going to be at Cortland's Country Kitchen at the Clarion in Lexington for a meetup. So even if you aren't coming to Road to the Horse, you just live in the area of Lexington, Kentucky, come on out. We want to see everybody. So we're going to be 7 p.m. at Cortland's Country Kitchen at the Clarion Lexington. You can just go to Clarion Lex or ClarionHotelLex.com to get the address, and we want to see all of our friends there. We're going into our fox hunting segment. Tell us who's coming up. We have a fellow fox hunter well, not that I've hunted with her, but she's another fox hunt. I just, I'm going to get her. Her name's Cheryl. Her name is Cheryl Rings, and she has a, she's an artist. She has a business called Equistyle, but she also hunts with the Old Chatham Hunt Club in upstate New York. So we're going to welcome Cheryl to talk to us about what her life is like. <laughs> Ah! 
Welcome, Cheryl, to the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Of course, this is our monthly fox hunting segment, and I'm always happy to, quote unquote, meet fellow fox hunters. So we're really happy to have you here. Wow, guys, thank you so much for having me. This is very cool. So you come from, or you live in an area where um, I used to spend some time. You're in upstate New York, and is Mm -hmm. is it Orange County or Westchester County? Uh, Columbia County, actually. Oh, see? A little bit north of where you were. Clearly, I haven't, I don't know anything about upstate New York. <laughs> but it's a beautiful, beautiful part of the state, which a lot of people don't know about. Everybody either hears of like super upstate New York or western New York or Niagara or, of course, New York City. But this is really, I think, yeah. it's a secret treasure that not a lot of people know about. It Did is. you grow beautiful up there? Farm country. Did you grow yes. up there? Yep. And have you yep, always been into... been on the same farm since 1876. There you go. You answered my question. Wow. Holy cow. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and are you the only person... I mean, you're on a farm, but are you... There's got to be others in your family who are horsey. Uh, well, my mom fox hunted with old Chatham before me. And before she fox hunted, she ran barrels and, and did some gym kind of games. She had Appaloosas. So I grew up with her horses. But strangely, that's the only real horses in either side of my family before me. Interesting. I love that you sort of inherited this from your mom. That's such a lovely story. I, I hope that... Yeah, Mildor I still fox on in her jet. <laughs> oh, that's so nice to hear. And do you, do you ride an Appaloosa? I have an Appaloosa thoroughbred cross, but I'm hunting a thoroughbred gelding. And then we also have an off-the-track mare that we mostly trail ride. You know, I, the first horse that I ever full leased, who was mine, my responsibility a hundred percent was an Appaloosa thoroughbred cross. And he had mm-hmm. a very unique personality. You could definitely feel both, both breed characteristics in that. Do you oh, find yes. that you've got that too? <laughs> you no, know, it depends on the mix. Mine was, um, mine was opinionated and, um, he had a great sense of self-preservation, but he also had the the engine of the thoroughbred, but the 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 brain uh, of the yeah. uh, the Appaloosa. What's yours like? My girl, she's she's a pretty good mix. Um, she's got a beautiful jump on her. She's very brave. She's absolutely cute as pie. But you have to be able to convince her that it's her idea. Right? Yes. She's not one to be told what to do. And if you tell her, she will tell you back <laughs> exactly uh, how she feels about things. That is, but they have opinions, right? They, they have opinions. Oh, yes. And, but they articulate them so clearly. It's, it's easy to understand Mm -hmm. where you stand at any given time. So, okay. If they're not, if they're, when they're telling you it's not on two legs, that's, that, that it's much better if they're opinionated. (laughs) No, uh, she actually does a, she does a stomp. It's really funny. She, it's particularly at the canner. She wants to, you know, have arguments. And she'll stomp with her front legs. It's like a Gestapo stomp. It's really bizarre. <laughs> she just has a hissy fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you ride yep. out with old Chatham, and you have been doing so for a long time. What is... Two years. T- oh. Okay. Yeah, only two years. Yep. Are... This will be my third season. I'm very excited. It's, why don't I think, well, maybe because your, your family's been involved with hunting for a long time. Um, what yeah. did you, what kind of riding did you do before you started hunting? Um, I did some hunter jumper, you know, just very low level shows, mostly a lot of trail riding and just having fun. 
I never had any fancy horses, so I took the old funny gelding and taught him how to jump over things and then played around bareback jumping over things. Nothing formal, really, until I got my gelding, who's um, the one I'm fox hunting. He's awesome. I got him as a yearling, and um, he's 13 now, so we're just having lots of fun. Glenn, doesn't this make you want to, like, try hunting? If you can do it in a carriage. Can you do it in a carriage? Uh, <laughs> Why not? You know, the jumps are tricky. We did have a carriage come out with us on opening day one day. That was pretty fun. You could hit. I mean, they used to. In the old days, uh, there, there were yeah. all kinds of carriages out, and that's how they did the hilltopping in the old days. Uh, yeah. You know, doing the jumps is kind of tricky. <clears throat> you could, Scooter could do it. <laughs> yeah, that's that the problem. Tricky. He'd want to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about fox hunting? What What is the one thing that, that you just, that gets in you and that's why you do it? That's why you love it. It's an absolute thrill for me. Um, because I'm new at it, it's still like, it still prickles the hair up on the back of my neck when I hear the hounds cry for the first time on a hunt or that really cool morning when all of the horses are steaming while they're, you know, standing at check waiting for something to happen. I just, I get overwhelmed by how beautiful it is, and well, that's why I had to start painting it. You know, and there's that, a reason that that so many artists take up painting fox hunts because it truly is beautiful. To, it's yeah, inspired it, work. Yeah, when you're watching it from a distance, it's it, you know, there's just nothing like seeing a fox hunt and hearing the hounds. And yeah, I totally get why artists go that route. Yeah, and so it's did you? Beautiful. Have you always been an artist? Um, well, I'm a graphic artist. I always liked art, but of course in school they would steer you towards something they thought you could make money at. So I went to graphic, you know, school for graphic design. And I'm actually a webmaster for a small flag company here. Um, you know, the full-time job that pays the bills and keeps the horses fed. Yes, but, I know that. But yeah, I hadn't painted in a lot of years. I just got back to it. And I think, I think joining the hunt club and actually going out hunting really is what inspired me to start painting again. It does get in you. And you can tell when, regardless of the style, I think, of painting. Um, my daughter is is a, a budding artist, and she sort of explains the different kinds of um, paints, and I'm like, I know nothing mm-hmm. about it, and, and the <laughs> mediums that you can use. And um, I think that no matter what medium you do use, the inspiration of someone who fox hunts and paints, you, you just fall in love with it. And it's not so much the scenery, yeah. like you're doing these stunning sceneries. It's like, there's this, you have this ability to get the message across this. You're communicating a feeling. Wow. And, thank you. Because that's what I'm feeling when I'm painting it. I, yeah. I go right back to that day and that hunt. And that's what, so that's when I looked at some of your stuff on online, I was like, wow, I get it. She gets it. She feels it. And I can feel it through looking at her artwork. So kudos to you for being able wow, to articulate that so message. Much. Yeah. I don't have a lot wow, of, of uh, <laughs> hunt artwork. You know, there's there's a lot of bad horse artwork out there. You know, like there is. <laughs> anybody with a little bit of talent can sort of put a, a paintbrush to canvas and start doing horses. But to tell a, a visual story is is completely different. Oh wow! I'm wow! Well, I'm very flattered. Thank you. Welcome. I'm sure I'm enjoying it. It's the perfect thing to do when the winter rolls around and we can't be out hunting. 
Yeah. <laughs> Winter's a long <laughs> time up here in the Northeast. It's, it's a very long time. Now, are, do you, you guys, have, are you, maybe you asked this and I missed it, but are, are you a live hunt or a drag? It's a live hunt. Okay. And are they hunting, are they hunting fox? Uh, fox and coyote. We, I would say we probably chase each of them about equally. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of areas where coyotes are becoming a huge problem. Uh, so I don't like to call them yeah. a problem. I like to say that no, they're, they're, a problem. they're not a problem. Yeah. Their population is swelling, as yeah. it does with all wildlife. Yeah. Population swells, and then something comes along and controls it. And yeah. when the population goes down, hopefully what, does, what controls it is not cars, but... Um, you yeah, know. you don't want to have yeah, a. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> you don't want to have an outdoor cat or a little dog in our neighborhood right now, uh, because there many yeah. of them have been taken out here recently. Yeah, I, I, I might think they go and they go into areas and they kind of clean out the easy prey and then they move on and then you'll, they'll come back. You know, you won't hear about them again for a couple mm-hmm. months and then they'll come back. It's kind of interesting how coyotes yeah. are a little different than foxes that way too. Yeah. yeah. Do they give, um, now I've never hunted coyote. Um, how different is the chase between the two? Um, well, actually I was asking our, our masters that because, you know, certainly they've hunted longer than I have. I had heard from my mom that when you chase a coyote, they run straight and it, it's not like a fox that kind of swarps, you know, around and around in circles. Right. And I guess the coyotes in our area have actually learned to circle back. So originally they would run straight and you would be crossing counties at, you know, full out, but not anymore. Now they, they know the territory and they know, you know, what the hounds are going to do. So they'll take them through the swamp or they'll cross a road or two and then they circle back. So you'll see the same one, you know, almost back at the trailers when you're all headed back in. So it's, it's interesting that they've learned to act like a fox almost. Can I ask a stupid question? So I know mm-hmm. hounds are trained to track certain scents, and that's how they can do drag hunts is they're trained to track mm-hmm. a scent that's not, you know, a fox, so they don't get off on a real fox. Um, so are they trained, can, do, are the hounds trained to do both coyotes and foxes, or is it separate hounds? It's the same hounds, okay. and they seem to take to it naturally. Okay. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know if it's they'll do both. It's amazing that you can yeah. keep them... Yeah, it's amazing that they can keep them from chasing deer and yeah, I wondered and, about you that. Know, a neighborhood dog. Yeah, yeah. But they do. Yeah, it's they used to. Uh, our huntsmen used to throw in all kinds of animals into the kennels with the hounds. Okay. Oh, uh, they would live with goats, and you'd find all kinds of weird <laughs> things in there. And say, "What are you up oh, to now?" Funny. And you know, just desensitizing <laughs> them. These are your friends, not your not your quarry. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. So obviously, like the rest of us, uh, you're looking forward to spring, the spring season, right? You'll be out there oh, with your yes. horse. Good. Yes. Well, we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye out for uh, for stories and photos of you out out hunting. Right? Okay. Who knows when I'll ever get back out there again? So we're, I'm gonna live vicariously through you, Cheryl. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there's an open invitation anytime you want to come up. But thank you very much. You might just see me I'll pop put in you one on the day. That's fine. I'll bring my helmet. <laughs> okay. If you, um, where can people find out more about your artwork? Uh, it's called Equistyle. Right now, I've got a Facebook page and an Etsy site, okay. um, and that's about it. 
That's plenty. You've got we'll photos put, up there. Yeah, I we'll have the link, so we'll put them in our show notes. And I also wanted to mention if you're in, in upstate New York in that area she's talking about and want to give it a try, it's oldchathamhuntclub.com. Old Chatham yes, Hunt and Club. I'm also the webmaster for that. <laughs> it's a very nice website. It's oh, a very nice you. website, yeah, yes. Now. Yeah, Very nice. Yeah. A very friendly bunch. Hunt reports and, yeah. Oh, and yeah. we had so much fun. We eat and so well. Now, oh, you we just started two <laughs> years ago. That's a good thing to point out. You just started two years ago. Were they in very mm-hmm. inviting, and are they looking for new novice members? Oh, they were wonderful. They do a um, an intro to hunting clinic each year. I think we even did two of them last year, um, where people who are total novices can come out with their horse and introduce them to the hounds and see a little bit of our countryside and learn a little bit of what we do. And everybody has just really been wonderful at the club. There you go. It's uh, Old Chatham Hunt Club. You can Google that or just go to oldchathamhuntclub.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Take care. Dr. Rose's Remedies Skin Treatment Salve and Spray are 100% all-natural products. They are anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal. Dr. Rose's are made with all human-grade ingredients and are safe and effective for treatment for all manner of cuts and scrapes on your horse. And Dr. Rose's is the must-have product here at the Horse Radio Network headquarters to keep PT Scooter's delicate white pasterns free from dew poisoning and scratches. Ask for Dr. Rose's at your local tax store or feed supplier or visit them online at drrosesremedies.com. That's drrosesremedies.com. It is the year of the listener. And now, our Stable Scoop Listener of the Week. Well, our Listener of the Week this week is none other than Dawn Deems, who has been a guest several times on the Horses in the Morning show because she's kind of a horse racing expert and follows it intensely. So whenever we have to cover anything horse racing, she comes on and tells us what we should think. Uh, and She's kind of our horse racing guru here at the Horse Radio Network, but we've never really talked to her about her. So no. that's what we're going to do today. Dawn Deems from Ohio. Well, up now we have an HRN auditor, Ms. Dawn Deems, and she is from Ohio. And it seems to me like Dawn has a really cool job. I want to hear all about it. She's a production coordinator for a magazine publisher. I don't know why I think that's super cool, but it is. Welcome, Dawn, to Stable Scoop. Thanks, Alina. It's good to talk to you. I don't think we've ever spoken before. So nice to meet you. Thank you. We're going to be best friends when you're done with this interview. So obviously you're horsey and I, I want to get into that, but I find this fascinating because um, uh, you're a production coordinator for a magazine publisher. And I know that any kind of publishing is can be a very intense occupation. There's a lot of deadlines and a lot of moving parts. Tell us a little bit about your regular job. Sure. And you make it sound so cool. It's actually you know, not that exciting, but no, it's um, I work for a great company. It's a family owned it's uh, two brothers and they're great entrepreneurs in Cincinnati. And they're into all kinds of things. They have restaurants and they own, they bought some land and own a dog park. I mean, they just, they're into everything, but they have an ad agency, um, which is next in the building with us. And then they have um, the magazines I work on. There's one, it's like a coupon magazine. You probably get some in the mail and they own, 
probably heard of Valpac, the little blue envelopes. They own a couple franchises of that. And then we publish, um, it's a home and garden magazine. It's called House Trends. And it's um, like home improvement ideas and designs. And so I'm, I work in print production and mail production. So I deal with mailing lists um, because we do, you know, send the print magazines out and um, I work with the printer directly. So yes, it's a lot of deadlines. Like right. March is a huge month for us. So we're in the middle of a bunch of deadlines. Um, I often wondered if those Valpac things actually make money and I figured they must because they've been sending them out for like 85 years. Yeah. 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 yeah, Years and years. They have. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they do really well, and um, it, you know it's funny because everything's going digital now, and you know with social media and our websites are growing at our company. But everyone wants still the paper magazine, so that's good for my job because that's what I deal with. So well, it seems um, like the everyone only, still wants the only mail you get oh, anymore is junk mail and bills. Uh, right. So, yeah, and, and even your bills yeah. can come electronically. Yeah. Now. So you get less of those. So I think yeah. that actually in an ironic way, and you can confirm this in an ironic way, your junk mail stands out more and you may look at it more because it's the only mail you get now. That is so true. Right. Right. That yeah. is so true. The pendulum is shifting the other way because everything has moved online. And I think there's going to be a, a pushback towards, um, like old school types of marketing. In fact, I was talking about this at Sparkle and Boom the other day. Going back to, you know, people are going to use paper mail, use U.S. mail again because nobody's using it anymore. You're going to get seen or or actually That's going so to funny. a store. Yeah, because they were actually discussing that in the meeting the other day. It's kind of going back that way too. So, you know, it's going both ways, but the advertisers still want, you know, the paper magazine. So, Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and the, kind of the only thing that's a negative to that is it's more expensive. I mean, you know, obviously postage has gone way up. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that it, it becomes a little less profitable uh, or you have to charge more, one or the other. So, Or you can spend a boatload of money on digital advertising and yeah, still not get your stuff seen. So end up with so, the same thing. Yeah. 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 Well, the reason I asked this question about your job is because um, the, the leading question is, how then do horses fit into your busy life? And I'm going to kind of guess that they offer you a certain amount of peace and relaxation that she's a stalker she's opposite she's a horse stalker she's a stalker oh i'm a horse stalker yes you are and you'd be arrested if it was people you were stalking Uh, tell us about well (laughs) she is i'm not lying she's a horse stalker Uh, well okay Uh, can you i'm sure there's a nicer way you could say that no no it's really true Go ahead. No, no. We've, yeah, we've <laughs> talked about it before. But no, right. um, so you want me to talk about my own horse? Yeah, talk about your horse first. Okay. Um, so I have uh, one horse. I, I I board, so you know it's you know one one's in my budget. So yeah, I'd love to have more. But um, I got her when she was ten. She's a thoroughbred. Never raced. Um, I could go into her background. It would it would be a long story. But um, I've had her for eighteen years. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, when I bought her, I showed dressage. So we went um, through first level. We um, dabbled in some second level. Um, but yeah, she's just the smartest horse I've ever met. And we um, connected immediately before I even knew I wanted to buy her. Um, but she, so she's retired now. She had an injury about four years ago. So she's um, at a nice, small barn like a mile from my house which is nice 
and um, just living the retired life. And um, she's as sweet as can be. And she's my once-in-a-lifetime horse. So, but yeah, it definitely, you know, working 40, 50 hours a week and then, um, you know, in the evenings I get to go there and, and relax. And so I'm pretty much there every day, even if for just a few minutes I like to check on her. I'm kind of OCD that way. But, uh, <laughs> good but yeah, she's, lo- she's lovely. <laughs> she's a good girl. So do you, when do you get to ride her and... What do you do? Like, so you don't have a lot of time, right? Like a lot of us. But when you do get into the saddle, what's the first thing that you do? Well, she's—I can't ride her anymore. Oh, so she's injury, totally so retired. Okay. Totally. Oh, yeah. okay. Totally. See, I don't yeah, even hear that. When I think retired, but, I think they're retired from their competitive careers, and now they're into oh, their, their pleasure careers. So, yeah, so she's yeah. your. She's just your snuggle bunny. Right now, yeah. So I, I was. Um, she tore a suspensory is what she did and, and um, kind of fractured her testimony. So she, yeah, she can't even have a rider on her, which is, you know, it sucks, but you know, at least she's still around and she, to see her in the past, you wouldn't even know. I mean, she just stands around like, you know, like there's nothing wrong with her. But um, no, when I did ride, I, you know, usually three, four nights a week, just, you know, you have to make time and are you I ca- would go on my way home. And Are you oh, catching rides with anyone? Yeah, when I can, um, I've had a couple friends that, you know, are like, hey, I can only ride a few days a week. Why don't you, you know, you know ride my horse a couple days? And, you know, so, um, so I get to ride like once or twice a week. That um, helps. That helps. W- which is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then. Um, That's more than I ride. <laughs> my horse is 50. <laughs> yeah, she ha- you have your horses. <laughs> no excuse for you. You can't even say it's the snow anymore. Uh, you can't use that excuse. I have no excuse. <laughs> so no. now, how did your... Now, I'll tell the secret for those that don't know Dawn. She is a racehorse stalker. And uh, she has had her picture taken with Wise Dan, with American Pharaoh, with... I don't know if you ever got to Zenyatta, but um, where where did the obsession with uh, racing and racehorses come in? Oh, I'm glad you asked that. Yeah, um, from my mom, really. Um, she is always love racing she um when she was a little girl um her uncle lived in chicago with he could walk to one of the racetracks i forget which one um but she would spend like the summers there and he taught her all about horse racing and how to read the racing form and um what every kid should learn (laughs) oh yeah yeah (laughs) great way to grow up um so then when we when i was growing up and um my parents and me, me and my sister we um I grew up in northeastern Ohio, so we would go to the track on the weekends. I just, I'm all, I don't, I've always loved racing. I don't remember, you know, I, I just remember even when I was a little girl, you know, going to the track and following it. And um, my mom always wanted to own a horse, um, so we actually uh, they bought uh, some standard breads back in the early 80s and they owned them for about 15 years so we actually were involved in harness racing too so that um that was kind of cool uh, we, we don't have any anymore but um we had a few race horses so that was neat 
It's interesting because uh, I, I think that my love of greyhounds comes from my grandfather, by the way, also would teach us how to read the little programs and when we were little kids. And there was a greyhound track. He always bet, bet on the dogs. so And he would spend uh-huh. hours on those programs. I'm not sure he ever bet much, but boy, he, he, he followed it. And then when we'd go up there, he'd bring us to the track and we were little, like seven, eight years old, so we could watch the doggies run around. Um, and I think that's why I ended up having greyhounds later in life is because that was such a, a big part of my time with my grandfather, uh, is, is him taking us. Th- what good upbringings we had, huh? Seriously. I was just thinking <laughs> that too, you know, like, everybody's grandparents brought them to the track and that was where you dragged little kids with a cigar in one hand and a Paps blue ribbon in the other. <laughs> you know? It could be worse, right? Hey, yeah. I I think that's all, by the way, I think time. that's all they sell at tracks is Paps blue ribbon. I, think that's I learned they... a lot. I know, I, I know more about Belmont than I do about my grandmother's house. Well, yeah, you grew up, you're that, you, where you grew up that was really into horse racing that area. And well, Italians especially, they were always at the track. Yeah, Belmont yeah. and Aqueduct back then, back yeah. in the day. Oh, and then Aqueduct. we would yeah. go upstate New York to Monticello and uh, watch the Trotters go. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, you know. And, oh, wow. you know, they're they're looking at how much cash they're winning. And I'm like, what is, what's those hot? You know, looking at the gear, the tack and the harnesses and, you know. We have an invitation now, Wendy and I, to go to the Meadowlands, and they said they would take us out so we could drive a horse on the track. Oh. Uh, yeah, so we, we have an open invitation yeah. to go to the Meadowlands. The, uh, the director up there said, you guys come up. We'll make sure you get out. And I've always wanted to do that. Wouldn't that be fun, going like that 60 miles so an hour? I think I remember that. In, yeah. I think I remember that interview. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's, I got to jog a horse. Um, oh, a did you? Time. Just wow. jog. I mean, just the... Uh, the power. I mean, we weren't even going fast, you know. We're just, you know, when they're just doing their slow jog, but it felt fast. You know? But in, like, those, in those in those sulkies, the feet are right there. That's <laughs> just the butt yeah, and the feet yeah. are right there. <laughs> right there. Uh-huh. Have you have you ever uh, ridden an X racing standard bred? <laughs> they're fast. I don't care if they just trot. That trot is crazy. It's crazy fast. <laughs> I have actually. I've broken a couple this saddle, and um, yeah, yeah, we had one that. She would pace when she got going too fast, and then, yeah. yeah. But um, the canter was hard, you know. You, How's the pace to, to ride, quite... by the way? How is that to ride? Oh, it's smooth. Yeah, I gosh. liked it. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. Once I was like, "What's she doing? What's she doing? <laughs> What's going on?" Yeah. You know? Um, well, you know, when you go to try them, when this was at the, uh, standard bread retirement foundation, when you go to try them, they're at various stages of their retraining. So you kind of don't, and there were 14 horses there that I set on that day and everybody was at at a different point, you know, so you don't know what you're going to get when you sit in the saddle. Um, but I remember the, the, the first thing that I thought was, well, really how fast can it be? You know? And, um, it was, it was powerful. So when you said that word powerful, uh, you don't think of the trot is a powerful gate until you sit on a standard bread and it is most definitely a powerful gate. Yeah. Cause they're going, when they're racing, they're going at a good clip. I mean, uh, 30, I don't know. It's, 30 miles an hour, something like that. It's 35, yeah. I think 35 miles an hour, which, you know, it, it's, yeah. It, just imagine riding your bike at 35 miles an hour and that's about <laughs> what you got. Right. Uh, it's, that's really scary. Which I think fast. I've done accidentally from time <laughs> yeah. to time. But so Dawn, your family had standard breads for, would you say like 15 years? About 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. um, did you, did you breed them? We did. We, um, had, uh, two stallions. We had a, we, we claimed them and they raced for a while and they were still stallions. One was, when we claimed him, he was still racing. I mean, they raced forever. 
Um, and then we, they were on a small bring farm. I mean, nothing, you know, not a huge crop of mares or any, you know, anything like that, but, um, just a sweet breed. I'd love to own one someday. It was just, they're just so sweet and just, um, I don't know, just so versatile, you know, like we're talking about riding them and, and everything. So we had, I don't know how many. Now I want to go get a standard bread again. <laughs> yeah, you've been oh, stuck on that for a long time. I want to try again. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, so so now you've gotten to meet some famous racehorses. What's what's the one story that that sticks in your mind above all others? Was it Wise Dan? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is. I could go on. <laughs> you know, me and Jamie. Oh my gosh, we have this infatuation with Wise Dan. Um, well, I got to meet him twice, but the first time, um, it was last April, and he was at Keeneland. He was just coming back from his injury. Um, he had just gotten back to the track. And uh, um, so, you know, I told my husband, you know, we're going to go to the barns and, you know, and meet this horse. And he's like, okay. <laughs> but, um we walked in the barn and, and I said, and so a groom came out and said, you know, can I help you? And, you know, I'm like, oh, can we meet my wife then? And they're like, oh, and that's all over there. And they didn't even like accompany us. They just Really? Yeah, over there. Oh, yeah. I was, my husband was shocked. He's like, how much money is this horse made? I'm like, $8 million. He's like, there's oh, no security guards or anything. And, <laughs> and they just, the groom did come over at one point. I think she's the assistant trainer, but, um, came over at one point answered some questions but they weren't like hovering over it we got to i don't know how long we spent i mean that a good you know half hour 45 minutes just loving on them and taking pictures and Aww. just it was just this you know you, you go on these farm tours and they're supervised and you just you know can't you know, go up to american pharaoh and kiss them you know but um just i mean they just let us visit with them and and that's so special and he's just a fun horse and I mean, he's posing for the camera, and you know he, he knows when we were taking his picture, and he's like he reached out and like gave me a kiss. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna pass out. This is so cool. <laughs> he's just, but he's just the coolest, uh, most charismatic horse. So that I just, what a great day it was. I don't think you're gonna beat that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty neat. So now tell us, uh, and then we'll get to uh, we'll get to your rapid fire questions. How did you find uh, Horse Radio Network and start listening? Oh yeah, um, I think it was <clears throat> like the end of 2010. When did you? Um, it was I gone to the Breeders' Cup at Churchill? Okay, um, I got to go. That was Senyata's like last race. Um, and actually it's kind of funny the morning after the, the races, um, a bunch of fans congregated around her barn. Um, her barn was on one of the, the main streets there behind the track. I can't remember the name of it, but, um, and they brought her out and, you know, everyone's taking pictures. Well, I, uh, a couple late, uh, other women and myself, we exchanged email addresses and like, okay, we'll send each other photos. And I became friends with one on Facebook and she shared your page. Um, and then I think I just started listening at that point. And, um, so yeah, over five years, over five years. Yeah. Um, and so how, I started listening how do you morning. listen on, on your phone, awesome. uh, mm-hmm. iTunes, our app? Um, 
you know I listen live uh, on my computer at work with my headphones, and it um, so it's a nice way. If not, I'll catch it and you know the replay in the afternoon. But yeah, it's uh, so it's a it's a kind of a quiet office environment. We're all in cubicles, so I just put my headphones on, listen to you guys, and it's a <laughs> nice way to spend the morning. Well, cool. Very good. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you so much. And one other question about auditors. What do you like the most about being an auditor? Just the people you get to meet. And um, I've made some great friends, you know, through the horses in the morning that, you know, um, talk on Facebook all the time. And um, but just the, the auditor group page. I mean, it's just just a great group of positive, supportive people, you know, someone, I mean, we, you can post anything. Everyone has different interests and levels of experience, and it's just just a positive, supportive group of, group of people. There's nothing ever negative on that page, so and we just all have a great time, I think, so... You know, I was expecting when the page started to to have to boot people because we said we weren't going to allow anything negative, and I've never had to. Uh-huh. I've never had to take a post Any, down. Yeah. Yeah. Any other group, I, I mean, quite a few groups, and there's always, you know, there's some people that, yeah, exactly, you have to give the boot, but it, no, yeah, nothing like that. Everyone's just very supportive and positive. That's because we have the best listeners in the world, right, Helena? We, we do. do. That's right. <laughs> yep, we do. We love them. <laughs> it's true. You can count on our listeners, too. Like, you ask a question or you have some feedback, they're just, they're always right there. You put something out there in the auditor room and boom, 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 12, mm-hmm. 13, 15, 20 people are right in there, you know, answering your questions. Um, yep. Yep. No matter what time of day or night, there's always somebody up. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to become an auditor, it's as little as a dollar a month. Just go to stablescoop.com. There's a banner in the middle of the page, and uh, you can do that very easily. Well, thank you for that. We appreciate it, and we thank you for listening for all these years. And now it is time for your rapid-fire questions. Helena. All right. Here oh we go. I'll be kind, Dawn. I'll be kind. Um, well, oh, look, the questions are the same. So, just, What is your favorite food? Um, this is a weird one, but I, I'm Italian. I grew up eating Italian food. So eggplant Parmesan is absolutely my favorite meal. <laughs> Yum. You're Italian. Yay. Oh, yes. You're not the only one. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I feel like it though. <laughs> okay, Dawn, do you talk with your hands? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh do. My God. I do. If you guys could see me right now, I'm like squirming around in my She's chair. Always, when we first started recording shows, she would hit the microphone all the time. She'd be like. And I'd be like, stop that. Stop hitting the microphone. And he'd say, and I would say, I'm not hitting. Or he'd say, you're thumping. Again. Oh, she'd thump like this on the desk the whole time. And she wouldn't even know she was doing it. She's so Italian. You know? Mm-hmm. He would, and we would argue. He'd be like, I'd I go, you say- are thumping. She'd go, I'm not thumping. And then we'd have this argument off the air about her thumping. And you, but yeah, you clearly hear the playback and there's thumping. There's so. thumping. Okay, sorry. So I'm French. We don't talk with our hands. No, no, you no. We barely talk. So, all right. So, um, what's your least favorite food? (laughs) Um, I I like. I'm not real picky, but beets. I just cannot even. Mm. Um, Beets. (laughs) I think they're just gross. Yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) They come and go. They have to be really salty. Really, really salty for me. Okay, what is your biggest equestrian pet peeve? I thought of a couple for this one. Um, I guess. People using your stuff and not returning it or, 
for breaking in and not like setting up like uh, that's happened to a pitchfork and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, just using say, I don't mind if you borrow it, but you know, yeah, put especially it back, at you know? a boarding bar yeah. like you're in. Yeah. 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 Do you have a favorite professional or celebrity equestrian? That's hard too. There's just so many I thought of. Um, but when I was, you know, riding dressage, you know, seriously and, and you know, competitively, um, Jane Savoy was one that I always mm. you know, read her articles and her books. Um, I really liked her, her method. So, you know, Jane is in a, she's in a battle with cancer right now and that's not, I'm not giving uh-huh. away the store. She's been posting on Facebook all about it, but uh, hopefully she's winning that battle and we wish her the best. Oh, yeah, boy. absolutely. Uh-huh. What career other than one with horses and the one you have now might you like to try? Uh-huh. Oh, I've always wanted to be a chef. I love to cook. That's our first chef. Something cool to try. That's also the first horse girl I've ever met that likes to cook. So there we go. (laughs) I know one other, but just one other. Now, would you cook Italian all the time, or would you venture into other cuisines? Oh, I cook everything. Home cooking. Just what I'm always looking for recipes, trying new recipes. Road trip, Ohio. Here we come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No beats, though. No. Yeah, no beats. No. If you won a million dollars and you had to use it to go on vacation, where would you go? Oh, I would. I've never been like to Europe. I would love to go to Italy. Just see where my ancestors were from, and uh, my actually my great grandparents came over from Italy. So, do you know what part of Italy they came from? Do you know where? Not. Oh. Not off the top of my head, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mine all came from like I the have... wrong side of town. <laughs> it's like the one city in Italy where everybody, you know, all the, the crooks go. That's where, where my family came were, from. Were Both they sides. from Sicily or Italy? No. Ooh, I like the way you put that. Sorry to all my Sicilian friends out there, but no, they're from Naples. Both uh, sides, both my, my dad's side of the family and my mom's side of the family were both from Naples, and they all came over on the boat at the same time, uh, pretty much. Um, and the oh. police boat was in hot pursuit. Don't laugh. <laughs> no, I wasn't actually. A speaker. No joke. <laughs> Describe yourselves, Dawn, with just three words. Hey, that wasn't on the list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, three, three words. Uh Independent, um, organized. I tend to be very organized and um, stalker. Oh gosh, hardworking. Independent, organized, and hardworking. That's awesome. Independent, organized, and hardworking. (laughs) With a minor in stalking. Would you like to move in with me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we need one of those around here. (laughs) Are you married? Organized. We really need the organized part. <laughs> what is the most terrifying thing you've ever done, and would you do it again? Well, I am very afraid of heights. I have a phobia of bridges. Um, Yay! And I had. Yeah. Oh, you do. <laughs> um, I'm not the only one. Yes. Oh gosh. Um, so the comp- not the company I work for now, but the company I worked for before this. So it's probably like. 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, um, I went on this, they sent a bunch of us on this team building um, 
in, it was in Chicago, actually, outside of Chicago, but it was, it was like a week of classes and things, but they did, uh, they had outdoor activities and we went on this um, high ropes course and you're like, your heart, you know, you're, you have a harness on and everything, but you're, I at 25 to 50 feet and there's this, you're up in the trees and there's like, you know, catwalks and, um, you know, you know, tiny zip line, you're, you're swinging from ropes and there's this whole obstacle course up there and it's, you know, all, you're doing it with your, your teammates and I was, I did it, but I. <laughs> Sounds like I she wouldn't do it again. Up, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I pretty much answered the second yeah, part of the question. <laughs> I don't I mean, blame I you. I so psyched myself out and got nervous. I mean, but afterwards it's like, oh, I conquered my fears, you know, so I don't know. I might. Well, I if you come down. For the listener meetup in Ocala next year, we're we're going to be going to a zip lining place, and they have uh, trailback oh. riding or zip lining. So maybe we have to get you to. Now, don't worry about the fact <laughs> that you're 200 feet up and the longest zip line is 650 feet. Uh, don't worry about oh that. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'll be trail riding. <laughs> I think I just started to sweat a little bit just hearing you. Like I know. That. My heart beating <laughs> Okay. Uh, if you could have, yeah, I know I'm reading the show notes. <laughs> if you could have just one superhero power, what would it be? Oh gosh, um, probably time travel. I don't know. <laughs> go back in time. Go to different time periods. I don't know. What time that period was, would you go to? A hard one. Oh, all different ones. <laughs> Ooh, right. Uh, well, if the if if it's your superpower, you could just pick a. But where would you go first? What time period? I don't know. Dawn, the American hmm. Doctor Who. <laughs> American Doctor Who. Maybe like the fifties, sixties. I don't know, really. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go back when I get my time travel superhero powers. I'm going to go back to like the 1800s when the mm-hmm. American West was being blazed and settled and you can come on my covered wagon what do they call it glenn a caravan yes your 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 wagon train my wagon train oh so, yeah cool you know yeah. there weren't any bathrooms right i use a stall or you a know trailer there wasn't any showers right just there's checking. lakes and ponds <laughs> there's lakes and ponds and rivers. <laughs> that's, right. that's fine i'm gonna wash that man right out of my hair Okay, totally different genre, island, whatever, still. <laughs> I kind of feel like I want to wash you out of my hair right now. I'm going to thump some more. Okay. Um, one more, last one. And I can read. Oh. If your horse could speak, what single question would you ask her? Um, I would ask her, because uh, she's, she's done... She's done a hunt before I bought her. She did hunter. She did a venter. She did dressage with me. She loved to trail. I mean, she, you know, was really a good all around horse. I would probably ask her what, what she enjoyed the most, what made her the happiest, I guess. Um, I don't know. Does that make sense? Kind of corny, but, um, that's what I would ask her. I don't think it's corny at all. I think it's awesome <laughs> to want to know what, what makes her happy. I, it yeah. gets me a little choked up actually. All right, that's it. I was able to read through and successfully ask you all the rapid-fire questions. Thank you, Dawn. We appreciate you stopping by, and thank you so much for being a listener and an auditor. My pleasure. No, really, you guys are like family, so really enjoy it. Thank you, and have a lovely weekend. 
Same to you guys. Hello, folks. Uncle Jimmy here, and welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy brand products, where funny names mean serious products. Featuring Uncle Jimmy Squeezy Buns, the squeezably soft hand treat that your horse will love, the award-winning Uncle Jimmy's Hangin' Balls, Uncle Jimmy's Sugar-Free Ball, the incredible Licky Thing, also in sugar-free, the amazing Uncle Jimmy's Pecker Wrecker, and the Big Licky. The infamous Uncle Jimmy Hangin' Ball was first designed by me for my own horses to help reduce the bad habits which come from stall boredom. It now can be found around the world. This nutritious flavored filled boredom buster will help keep your horses occupied and happy around the clock. Properly hung, it will last for weeks, provided you don't let your horse pin it, and Uncle Jimmy knows who you are. The ball comes in four flavors. Apple, carrot, peppermint, molasses, and now sugar-free. Once again, welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy's brand products, where funny names mean serious products, and satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. As I say this every week, I love getting to know our listeners. I really do feel like our family is growing one listener at a time. Thank you, everybody, for following along this week. For details about today's show, go to stablescoop.com. And did you know that you can get the HRN app on your iOS or Android phone? Just search for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and very easy to use. Be sure to log on next Friday for another episode of Stable Scoop. Glenn and I will be here, and who knows what we'll get up to. We always love your feedback, so please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Actually, the best of it all is to become an HRN auditor. It's super cheap, and really, it's a super secret squirrel group. You won't regret it. Many thanks to this week's sponsors. Glenn, repeat our sponsors for me. All right, our sponsors this week, we have a few of them. Of course, Uncle Jimmy's Hanging Balls, Dr. Rose's Remedies, and the Clarion Lexington. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network. You can find them at horseradionetwork.com. We're done. That's it, Helena. I'm out of here. There'll be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. <laughs> <laughs>